your standard is based on how much value you put on a thing. How much you believe a thing. How much you trust in a thing. And so that I don't get to my junction too soon, I want to go through these things very, very simply and hopefully I'll be done within the next 45 minutes or so um, so that we can go away and continue our seeding journey. We can keep raising the standard of our giving. Can I just say something to some of you tonight, especially those of you who consider yourself to be soldiers, those of you who consider yourself to be lieutenants of a Pastor Nikki, a Pastor Toby, and the nation as a whole. If you don't clock it in this season, it's very likely you may not clock it ever. Let me just put it like there, frankly, to you tonight. If you don't clock it in this time, and I, the reason why I say if you don't clock it in this time, because this time is where you're most needed. So if you don't clock it now, I don't know when the next time is going to come. I don't know if you can last for the next time. So I don't know if you can ever clock it. I'm talking to soldiers right now. I'm talking to lieutenants, those who've covenanted themselves with me, with this work. If you don't clock it in this time, it's likely you may never. So I encourage you to pay attention in this season. I encourage you to be deliberate in this season. I encourage you to focus in this season. And I guarantee that the things that you're trying to do seed-wise, you will not struggle to find. It won't be hard for you. I guarantee you. You do know that the manifestation of seed comes when you have understanding. But I will get there. My first question to you tonight will be, what have you accepted? And I'm going to get into a definition tonight, and the de definition is belief. My question to all of you tonight, mainly soldiers, I'm speaking to soldiers, speaking to soldiers, and you can become one tonight by hearing what I'm saying, you know. Very simple. It's based on acceptation. What have you accepted? Because whatever you've accepted is what you will become. What, you've, what, what you have accepted is what you will experience. What you've accepted is what will be. Again, I'm going to get there tonight, but I want you to put those questions down in your notes. So when you refer back to it in years to come, months to come, you can be sure to what you accepted at this time, because whatever you become in the year's time, you look at it, is based on what you've accepted today. Does that make sense? So whatever you've accepted today, in a year's time, when you look at it, you will see the fruit of what you've become based on what you've accepted. None of you here should be looking for greatness. None of you should be contending or striving for greatness. That's, that was never the issue for Adam. That was never one of the commands. In fact, greatness was all around. What was Adam's job then? His job was to absorb greatness. His job was to just become it by responding to what he believed in. We sow to absorb. Have you ever looked at the field around you? When you put seed into the ground, what does the seed do? It absorbs in order for it to become fruitful, right? 
So in order for a seed to become great, you don't look for greatness. You go look for the ground you sow yourself into in order for you to absorb so that you can become. So what does the seed have to do with the ground? It has to accept. It's got to believe that the ground can make it great. I want some of you to believe that this ground called Pastor Nikki, called Elite, and I'm going to forget Elite, called Pastor Nikki, has the ability to make you great. Now, what do you do? You sow your seed, which is you, in order for you to absorb everything that comes from the ground called Nikki that will make you great. Can you bear with me tonight, guys? Can you pay attention with, with me tonight and work with me? I'm going to try my best to not go too far. So those of you who are new and you don't understand these things, you can clock me. You can hear where I'm going with this. When I speak about Pastor Nikki, I'm still speaking about the word. I'm still speaking about Christ. Because we're his representatives here on earth, right? You know that. So maybe if you can help me start with this definition called belief, and then I'm going to go into a scripture, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Yeah. A state or habit of mind in which trust or confidence is placed in... Can, can you read from the one I have here now? I should have sent that to you. If you could just go into Google, type in belief. The first thing I saw there was... Go on. An acceptance that something exists or is true. Yeah. Especially one without proof. Can you, see, can you hear that, guys? This is the definition of belief, just in case you are ever un unsure. An acceptance of something that exists or is true, especially one that has no proof. So at times, you can look at the ground and think, how is it possible that this ground is able to produce the plantain that some of you guys eat? How is this ground able to produce the flowers that some of you guys see? Have you guys seen outside? Sometimes we get some roses that come up randomly. They come and they go very quickly. You do know the ground produced that. But what had to have happened? A seed would have had to enter that ground, absorbed it, believed it, accepted that this ground has the ability to cause a rose in order for the rose to rise. Are you following me tonight? Uh-huh. So can you read 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 20, please, Ma? Early in the morning, yeah. they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me. Just, just when you read, read very carefully. Read, with, read like you're trying to get something for yourself as well, yeah? So don't worry, don't... You read at your pace, but try and absorb it yourself so that you will know how to read it. Go on. Early in the morning, yeah. they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in the Lord your God. And you will be upheld. Another word for belief is also faith. To have faith in something, right? Go on. Have faith in his prophets. And you will be successful. You need the other version, another version that says, Believe in the prophet. And you will prosper. Find me that version, please, Mark. Sorry, I should have done this. This is my fault. You ready? Go on. 
So they rose early in the morning yep. and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. Yes. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Yep. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Yep. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Uh-huh. It says, believe the Lord your God, and you will be established. Then it says, believe your prophet, and you will prosper. Please, prosperity is given to you as an act of warfare. You're going to have to bear with me with this tonight, guys. Finances and resources are given to you as an act of warfare. The level of resources that are given to individuals is based on your belief in leadership. It's based on your belief in the prophet. Is based on, the, on your belief in the one that's been delivered to you. Every word. Are you following me tonight, guys? Whatever you give at the end of the month signifies how much you believe in this. If I want to simplify it for you. If you've been set a target, and we're saying our target as a whole is so-and-so 100 bags of rice and your own contribution is 20 bags, you're letting me know that your belief for me is worth 20 bags. This is why I'm saying tonight, raise your standard, because the reason why any leader like myself or PT will ask for resources or ask for seed is because of the fight that we're engaging with. Right now, our fight is worth so-and-so million. Meaning that's what we need right now. So when I call upon the soldiers, I'm asking you to respond to the need of that fight. I'm asking you to believe in the prophet, believe in the Lord your God, so that you can generate the level of prosperity for us to engage in the fight that we have in front of us. You do know our fight is a kingdom fight. So when we speak about giving, when we speak about seeding, all we're actually doing is trying to still advance the kingdom with the resources called finances. Look how far it's gotten us so far as a family. Look how much influence and impact our resources and our giving, our prosperity in quote, or the level of prosperity that we've given so far, has gotten us so far. Look at it with your own eyes. I want you to read the scripture one more time so that somebody can hear me again. I need you to pay attention to this tonight because he even said, listen. So I want you to open up your ears tonight and understand why you give. Otherwise, your giving won't work for you. You don't have an issue with money. The issue we're beginning to look at now is what you believe in. Because it said if you believe in your, in your prophet, it said you will do what? It said you will prosper. So the issue is not money. We're beginning to see that maybe some of our issues is what do we actually believe in? Who do we believe in? We may believe more in our problems. So we're only seeing the fruit of more issues. We may believe more in our debt, more in making sure I pay my rent or making sure I pay the debt, which we should do. But if you believe in your profit, you will prosper. If money culture prospers today, it's a result of them believing in their profit. It's not how intelligent they are. No, it's not. 
It's simply them believing in their profit. I'm teaching you about giving tonight, actually. I'm teaching you about soul winning. I'm teaching you how to raise finances. I want you to raise your standards tonight. I now understand why the... Sorry, because that, that, that video of PT helped me just now. I now understand why religion don't have money, not the church. I understand why religion doesn't have money. They don't have no fight. They don't have no fight. And for that very reason, no money will be released to them. Their belief is no longer in the Lord their God. Their belief is no longer in the prophet. Their belief in the, is in their desires. And because of that, nothing is coming their way. I still believe that the church has resources. I still believe that the church is prosperous. I believe that. Because the church is you and I. I said religion has no resources because they have no fight. The reason why we will be prosperous the reason why we'll be financially able to do so many things is because the fight we have at hand. So when she reads this again, please read this in tune. Please read this with a level of understanding that will begin to engage with your core belief system. Your issue's not money, guys. So yes, some of you can go out and go and find three, four jobs. I'm, I'm sorry, I've seen people sit down in an office and raise over 100K in four months without doing any job other than believing in the profit. That's a job in itself. It's not the going out to go and register for a new this. If you can believe in the profit, you will be prosperous. That's an instruction. So read it again. But tonight, I want you to read it with an understanding, please, family. Go on. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Yeah. Believe in the Lord your God. Yeah. And you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Your giving will begin to adjust to your belief. When you believe, I, I begin to know when people believe in me more. I see their giving. I see a change in their giving. Do you know when that happens? Do you know what happens with such a person? A new level of trust and relationship begins to blossom between me and that person. But it happens over a continued time. So it's not just the one, you give one mad giving. No, that could have just been an act of um, faith in the moment. But belief and trust will suggest you believe my ideology, my opinion, my faith, my viewpoint. And if you believe that, it's not easy for you to come out of it. So what happens when somebody begins to believe in their leader? They begin to prosper, not on one occasion, but always. It's a stayed position. Is there another version that you want to read, or is it okay? You want to read another scripture? Are you, are you sure you want to do that? Go on. If, you, if you're brave, go on. Hebrews 13, 7 to 8. Okay, read it if you're brave. 
Appreciate your pastoral leaders. Okay. The word of God. Very thank you. Take a good look at what they at the way they live. Yes. And let their faithfulness instruct you. Very good. As well as their truthfulness. Wow. There should be a consistency that runs through us all. Blood of Jesus. Give a round of applause to Domicella. That's a powerful scripture. Hebrews chapter 13, right? 7 to 8. 7 to 8. In the message. Continue reading, my dear. There should be a consistency that runs through us all. There should be a consistency that runs through. I love this. That runs through us all. So when you begin to believe your prophet, you accept them. You follow their teachings and their way of life. There will be a consistency that flows out of you. There will be a stream that flows out of you as a response to your acceptation of who your leadership is or what your leadership is and what they represent. I represent a fight for a generation. My responsibility is to introduce the young generation to prosperity. My, my responsibility is to care and shepherd a generation of people. That is a fight. That is a cause. That is a purpose. Now, it would take a Ryan, a, uh, a, a Rebecca, to believe in that, for them to have the prosperity to make sure that happens. You following me, please, guys? Please do this. Pay attention. It will help. Go on, please. For Jesus doesn't change. Yesterday, today, tomorrow. He remains. Remember I talked about the, on Sunday, I sp spoke about the staying power, Right? He remains. He's constant. Do you see those two things about Pastor Nikki? Will never change. Prosperity for people, liberation for people, it will never change. I'm going to stay on that fort, stay on that fight until I see it. Even when I see it, I keep going. Because what will happen is there will be another generation of fighting or, a, or another thing that causes another level of fight. Go on. He's always totally himself. He's always totally himself. Please, can you mark that scripture for yourselves in your own Bibles? Do you want to read it one more time, just in case somebody didn't hear it? Please, go on. Appreciate your pastoral leaders. Appreciate your pastoral leaders. Who gave you the word of God. Yeah. Take a good look at the way they live. Yes. And let their faithfulness instruct you. Let their belief instruct you. Oh, my God. So now, if you're looking for instructions, sometimes just watch my ways. Watch what I'm doing. You will find instruction in how I am as Pastor Nikki. As I'm speaking, you can find instruction. I don't actually have to sit down with the Pastor Daniel Jr. and tell him this, this, and this. All he needs to do is listen. Watch me as a person, and he will find instruction. He will know right now it's sea time. Right now, PN just needs bread. Right now, PN is looking for souls. Right now, PN is trying to establish business. He will find instructions in the way I am, based on his appreciation, his acceptation of me. Find belief in your leaders. You will find prosperity. Your giving will begin to adjust based on your belief on your leadership. My giving began to change. Remember what I said about the Pastor Lucy stuff? When I clocked who she was, it was an act of belief, actually. I just believed. Based on that, my giving changed. You know her fight may be different from my own fight, but it's still one corporate fight because it's kingdom. Her own fight may just to be remain as a 
voice of reason for the family. I looked at her position. Her position is actually the position of chief of staff. That's her, that's her position. And I believe in that. And if I believe in that, I'll be prosperous according to that belief. So whatever her role entails or need at a time, I'll be prosperous according to the measure of prosperity that is needed for what her role is. Do you understand that? Or have I confused you? I've confused you. My prosperity will be contingent on whatever her role demands at a time. So if her role demands a hundred thousand pounds, I'm going to be prosperous according to the tune of a hundred thousand. Because that's what's needed. Why do we need weapons of warfare? Why do we need uh, soldiers? Why do we need lieutenants and people around us? So that when I speak or when PT speaks as word people, you around us who believe can begin to respond to the words that we're saying, to the demand of the word that we're saying. Now we've got the Afrobeat world. At a time we had the gang world. That's a billion dollar industry, meaning that my prosperity must be billion dollar kind of stuff. Do you understand your giving will adjust to your belief? Your issue isn't where is money. Your issue may be what do I believe in? Another scripture for you tonight. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 20, I believe. Or verse, no, verse 12 maybe. You may want to read that in a few translations because it's an important one. You guys are weapons of warfare. That's why I say charisma, you've got to get better because you're a weapon of warfare. And right now, your belief in a Pastor Nikki must enable you to get 50 souls on Sunday. I didn't ask for your own strength to be exerted. I asked for your inner man to be strengthened enough for you to respond to that need to respond to that demand. Otherwise, you will get tired. You will get weak. You will get burned out. So even in your belief, you still need understanding. Remember the things we said we need to go get on Sunday. Get wisdom, get understanding. Those two things are always coupled. And in your own private time, when you begin to search out the word for yourself, you'll begin to decode why God had, had to put those two things together. I'm not gonna do that tonight. But in your own time, you're going to have to develop an understanding of what wisdom and understanding paired together means. But for now, I need to get to the depths of giving because I had to sit in my room tonight and ask God, why would people struggle with giving? Why would people not be able to produce at the level I need them to? Or the nation needs them to? Or the work needs them to. And I have to use myself. Because whatever you, want, whatever you can't do for Pastor Nikki, you definitely are not doing for God. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatever you cannot do for man. Whatever you cannot do for leadership. That scripture in Hebrews was actually saying, please your leaders. If you really want to get into the depths of it. Because whatever you cannot do for them, you will never do for God. God that you cannot see. 
That's the true measurement of your faith. What you would do for mankind. Because you can promise God all manner of things and it's very, very spiritually right, if you want to put it that way. And it looks mystical. And it looks right. God, I will do all things for you. I just love you, God. I will, I will give you a thousand birds. I will do. It's very nice. And it sounds very good. But let's see that act in action. Because if God is trying to conquer mountains, if God is trying to establish his kingdom, he's not coming down to do it. He's got men he's put in charge to do that. That's what your leaders are. God's custodians here on earth. He's put them in charge to do a certain work. So when God says you are his battle axe, you are his warfare or club or what did you say? You are his club fair or club of club of something. Weapon of warfare. You are his axe and all of these very powerful things. He's letting us know you are instruments that are supposed to be used by leadership to get a job done. So leadership without mission will cause you to be useless people. If I don't have a vision for you, if I don't have an ideology for you, if I don't have a word for you, then definitely you will not have resources to give. If I don't have a fight for you, then you will not your instrument of warfare will be useless. You will not know how to engage in battle. You will not know when the time comes what to do. To equip yourself for the battle at hand right now. With this target being given to the elite prosperity church. I'm asking for the weapons to come off their shelves and engage in battle. That's what I'm asking for. I want you to see the urgency of that call. I want you to see the urgency of the responsibility that is at hand. The way you're looking at me is concerning. Because I want you to be charged up with this kind of word tonight, so that you're never confused as to why we give. You are never second-guessing your giving. You are never putting seed in the ground, not knowing that tomorrow there will be a harvest for it. Read the Ecclesiastes for me tonight, please, Ma. NKJV. Yeah. For wisdom is a defense. Wisdom is a defense. As money is a defense. Money is a defense. When you are given, you're given as defense. What are you defending? It's kingdom. It's kingdom. Because what are we doing in the nation? We're trying to establish God's kingdom. And if we're going to do that, we're going to have to use money as the tool, as the defense, to make that establishment possible. Look how we've got the Afrobeat community. Without defense, it would be impossible. Imagine, we're about to just get into the political community. We're about to get in there. Have you not seen how politicians use musicians? At a time, I also saw George Bush use Beyonce for a political rally. You do know the next step is politics. If we're going to get there, we need money as a defense. So when I call on the people that believe in a P-Nikki, that believe on the, in the vision, which is kingdom of a P-Nikki, I'm asking you to rise up in resources that help us to defend. So we need what? Money. 
at a time we may need the souls at a time we may need registrations on YouTube it is all defense these are weapons so when you look at yourself in the mirror every day you've got to look at yourself as a weapon your giving is a weapon don't look down on the tool that has been given to you to fight some of your businesses have been weaponized in order for us to have resources to have defense believe in your profit and you will prosper you're looking for finances you're looking for resources you're going to have to do what believe can you hear me tonight go on please ma but the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it wisdom will give life to those who have it okay go on another version please wisdom and money can protect you wisdom and money can protect you but knowledge gained through wisdom is even better it can save your life so even when you get the money you need the knowledge of it remember i talked to you about understanding on sunday so knowledge is also crucial remember with the times we used to go through our proverbs we were doing that so that we can understand wisdom at a time it was a religious duty but now when we read when we read proverbs we're now trying to get the understanding of why we do certain things why do we give the knowledge of why we give is what will help us give more the wisdom towards why we give will, will teach us where to get the money from wisdom teaches us where to get understanding teaches us how to use it did you understand that anybody looked at me like hmm you say so sis wisdom would teach us where to go get from understanding would teach us how knowledge would teach us how to use the resources so what was god really doing with adam in the garden he was creating him to become a weapon well let me not put it like that because no let me not put it like that because you wouldn't understand that god was creating adam let me see how I, I put it. Uh, God was creating Adam to be resourceful enough to extend the garden. The fruitfulness of the garden, because you, guys, you do know outside of the garden, a world existed. What he was trying to get Adam to do was become so resourceful that that garden will extend to the whole world. But what Ad, what happened to Adam? He went to go and take from the tree that revealed a knowledge to him. That took him out of the place of dominion. I told you this the other day, right? But it also legally allowed other people to have access to what was given to Adam. So nobody should really be upset with Satan. He only legally took what Adam dropped and left. So be careful what you drop around. Because somebody is privy to pick that up and use it.
you don't understand that. The tools, the gifts that you have, don't displace them and misplace them for something else. Because with that very tool, God wanted to use it to extend a garden, to extend the world, to extend his ideology, to extend the kingdom. If you drop it and neglect it and think it's useless, somebody else will pick it up and find the use of it and begin to make use of it in their own thing. Why do you think the world is thriving today? You do know when God blessed the world, he didn't, he didn't bless certain people. He blessed everyone. Or should I find the scripture for you? Uh, somebody will have to help me find the scripture. I think it's in Isaiah. I think it's somewhere where it begins to say he, he blessed all men. Nobody was... I have it in my notes somewhere. It wasn't subject to one or two people. He said all nations will be blessed. Whether good or bad. Everybody will be. Just so that we're on the flow today, you guys will have to find that then. Help me get tissue, please. It's hot now. I'm getting passionate. Thank you. So, what Adam left, legally, somebody else had the rights to. Whatever you leave or don't take responsibility of, somebody else has the rights to it. Have you heard of squatters? There's actually something called squatters' rights. If somebody doesn't take occupancy of a place, <laughs> some people of you are looking, you're thinking, oh, that's my way. There's something called squatters' rights. If nobody takes ownership of a place, a squatter that doesn't have any money, hasn't any blood right to a building or anything, they can have legal right to it. They can actually go to court and have rights of that building. Can you believe that? Adam left something. Satan legally took what Adam left. And he used that to perpetuate his own world. So what should have been God's kingdom being established... Satan managed to establish his own kingdom with God's tools. So be careful what you leave behind. Be careful what you look at and don't understand or appreciate. Somebody else will pick that up and begin to use it for their own gain. I'm going off topic and I don't really want to go off topic. I have a thought tonight. I'm still trying to get you in the mode of giving. I want you to understand the depths of giving and why God needs you to be very prosperous. We're using prosperity as our defense so that we can fight. I'm using prosperity so that I can fight against poverty so that Noah's generation, so that Canaan's generation will never know what lack looks like. And even if they ever do know what lack looks like, it's so that they can find the solution for more prosperity. Wouldn't be a choice. I said to you guys, there will never be a time that I have blood children and I leave them inheritance as in money. Yeah? To do what? Kill their dreaming? Kill their, kill their ability to have vision? Kill their capacity to see? No. Not going to do that. 
I'm going to expect them. I'm going to lead them with word enough to dream enough to create money for themselves. I've seen what money without vision does for people. It's killed them. Money without vision kills. Money without purpose kills. But when you've said money is a defense, you found purpose in money, meaning it will begin to gravitate itself towards you. So our giving this month is actually a giving for defense. A giving that has purpose. Because you believe in the prophet that has given you the vision for that money. Are you following me tonight? Have you found the scripture? You haven't found it? Oh my days. Bible scholars help them. Money without purpose has killed. Have you seen... Back in those days when they used to call them, um, and I used to be, I used to, I used to know them very well. We used to call us, call them Yahoo boys. Four one niners. There was no vision for any of their money. Some of them, I see them. Who was I with the other day driving through Tesco? Pastor David. I was driving through Tesco's in Hackney. Poverty stricken area. And I saw one of the guys I used to do, oh sorry, they used to do um, Yauze with, 419 with. And this was one of the top boys in the thing back then, really, gang, gang. Like this guy used to, you know, when we go to the clubs, buy out the bar kind of person, spray, don't pee everywhere. And he would just sit down and look. He wouldn't even drink it, he would just be spraying it. Baddest of the baddest. The girl them loved him. Bras would be thrown in the air. I said to Pastor David, oh, 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 I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. I saw him walking with Sand Sandel. And that day, it was probably about 10 degrees. It was cold. He was wearing Sandel. I saw the lips were dry. He was walking. Hey. Vision without money will perish, cause you to perish. So he was making all this money, but there was no vision. All he wanted to do was show them, show off, show image, show this, show that. And at the time, it looked good. We even thought that we're not doing much in life because this guy is the guy. He's gang gang. No vision. No word on that finance. No resource. But why would that money be accessible to him? Somebody in the kingdom ain't looking for it. Somebody in the kingdom ain't fighting for it. So that's actually rightfully yours. But it was wasted because somebody wasn't looking. Somebody wasn't uh, uh, thinking about the kingdom at the time. But guess what? Now somebody is. So at the time, it looked like he was raining. I was a nobody girl. I was the girl that, when they were throwing the dumpy. Actually, let me not lie because I was, a, I, I was doing my thing too. I was all right still. But let's just say, let's just say for instance, at that time, I was one of the girls that when the dumpy was popping, you would open your Can you catch some? It land this way just to taste a bit of what the dumpy would taste like because some people didn't experience that in their time. For many of you, you only found out what dumpy was when you came to this family. Azure, when you came to this family, 
Cristal, when you came to this family, even no way was a struggle for some of you. <laughs> you were just ma managing, um, what's that thing called again? Lamborghini. Was it Lamborghini? Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Thank you. Bacardi Breezer. W WKD. That's what you were managing. Don't lie. It's okay. Leah, that's what you did. That's what you knew. But now, the same person, let's just use this say that was me at the instance, didn't know anything, didn't have a call yet in life, but was seeing what money can do, was wanting that lifestyle, but then somebody introduced me to the power of what money should be used for. And because of that now, I'm getting word that begins to open up the portal of where resources flows from. Remember the scripture in Hebrews. There should be a stream. When you begin to appreciate, when you begin to accept the word and believe the word of your prophet, because believing in your prophet is really believing in their word, believing in the vision that they have, you'll begin to see the stream of wealth and finances that comes as a result of you fulfilling whatever word that they have for a generation right now. So if we're saying prosperity for young people, if we're saying liberation for young people, then guess what? We've got to see prosperity. We've got to locate where that prosperity comes from. Comes from your belief system. Your giving will adjust according to your belief. What do you want to read? Um, Let me hear what you've got there. On that day, Israel will take its place alongside Egypt and Assyria sharing the blessing from the center. God of the angel armies who blessed Israel will generously bless them all. Blessed be Egypt, my people. Blessed be Assyria, work of my hands. Blessed be Israel, my heritage. It's still not that scripture, but it still kind of says the same thing. Essentially, when God blessed mankind, he blessed the whole of humanity. It wasn't subject to types of people. He blessed everybody. If that's not the case, why are people thriving today? Are they cursed? Yes, they don't have the light that we have, but they still have money. If you don't take the responsibility of the fight that we have at hand, you do realize that we are slowing down the recreation and the pep, the, uh, I'm looking for the word. We are slowing down the perpetuation. Is that the right word, Leah? Thank you. Of this garden, of this kingdom that God was so desiring. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It says thy will be done. You do know that will speaks, speaks about legalities. When you hear the word will, you're hearing legal terms here. You're hearing, uh, you're hearing law and government here, meaning that it's going to be done, whether in our time, but it's going to be done. My own commitment as Pastor Nikki and the Elite Prosperity family is that in our time, we will see that will being done. Doesn't matter how far we take it to, but I do know we're going to perpetuate something. When I say perpetuate, it means continue, extend, grow. We're going to see it in our time.
So your giving is actually an act of war. Your giving is a response to what you believe in. Your giving is a response to what you see. Your giving is a response to what you understand. That's why it says get understanding. Though it will cost you all you have, get it. Speaks about cost again. So every word that you begin to hear from leadership now, whether it's in the house of faith, the house of light, the house of grace, the house of family, the state house, the blacksmith house, and the house of target. You can give that a round of applause. Every word you hear is actually looking for a, looking for a target from you. Or looking for you to respond to the target. And however, or wherever, that target... Oh, how did I say this, Lord? The word is looking for you to respond to targets, right? However you respond to certain targets, lets me know how you view the word, how you view leadership, how you view Pastor Nikki. So if I give Leah a target of five bags of rice, 20 souls, 200 registrations. You're letting me know how you see me. You're letting me know what you know of me. You're letting me know what you understand of me. Even if you don't understand in its totality, but you've understand to that, you've understood to that level. Then guess what? The growing of that understanding comes as I keep speaking to her and she keeps hearing. So what does she need to do? Position herself in a place where she's consistently hearing so that her understanding increases, so that targets can keep increasing and she can keep me in the demand of those targets. So on that note is how I introduce to you house number seven, which is the house of target. That's what I got tonight in my room. I asked Becca, what do you think the house should be called? You know, Becca, I don't know, Ma, what do you think? I heard you think, Ma. I would have thought in this season, so work with me, be in the spirit with me. It's house of target. The fact that we've got it in this season, where responsibility has been put on our head like this. It's house of target. Meaning you must meet your target this month. I was torn because I was thinking house of responsibility, but it doesn't really sound nice. <laughs> you call yourself house of responsibility. It's long. Then I was thinking of first responders, and this is sounding weird. The Lord just said, it's a house of target. If you give Beverly a target, she's going to meet it. 
give Becca a target, they're going to meet it. It's house of target. And it's house of target because I want to believe that they believe in their prophet. And because of that, they will be prosperous enough to reach every target given to them. And that's just the beginning because you're thinking, but it's just an apartment, eh? That is a world. In my opinion, that is a world. They must center an ideology around that world now. What does target mean to you? Hope you're paying attention so you can begin to think now. I want to begin to round up and conclude on what I've said today because I've really spoken about giving. And if your hearts are inclined tonight, and if you have the capacity and the appetite, somebody is saying hot, I like that. <laughs> it's hot, hot target. And if you believe in your profit, guess what? Tonight you'll begin to raise your standard. Tonight, some of you may look at your own personal targets and say, no, I believe Pastor Nikki to this level. I believe Pastor Nikki's fight, the fight of the nation, the kingdom fight to this level. Now listen, as the leader, I'm patient enough for you to grow in your understanding. For some of you, I don't expect you to do 300k today. I don't expect that. I know you're still growing in your understanding. I know, I know you're still growing in your belief. I know you're still growing in your faith life. But for some of you, I know that your giving is undervaluing yourself and myself. What you've accepted is too low. What you're believing is too low. Money is not your issue. Cash, moolah, guap, bread is not your issue. It's belief. It's the understanding of that belief. It's the knowledge of the belief that you should begin to investigate a little bit more and you will see that prosperity will not be too far from you because we need it. And if it doesn't come from you, it will come from elsewhere. My fear is that resources will start coming from outsiders. I don't want that to be your portion. Don't let them take your blessing. Don't let them take what rightfully belongs to you. I told you about what Adam neglected, somebody else picked up. Don't let somebody else come and pick up your fight. I see people in the world sometimes more eager than people in religion. I said religion. I see people in the world sometimes more hungry than people in the church. And that's why they're thriving more sometimes. So don't look at them and say, ah, nah, that's the devil's work. No, it's not the devil's work. They're riding on the very thing that you should have been riding on. They looked at what you neglected. They looked at what you thought was too small and saw value in it. Increase value for your leaders. How do you see me? What have you accepted in a pinnicky? I said to one of your sisters today, all day, you do know I have not eaten. I said, I didn't think. I said, it's not the thinking. Because what should have moved your heart from the minute you woke up was the pleasing of my leader or appreciation of the pastoral, 
how did they put it? Hebrews chapter 13. The appreciation of your of the pastoral something. That should have that should have been driving your thought. My question would be, what is driving your thought? Money should never be driving you guys. Please. No, 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 no. Don't get it wrong. I remember you used to say that money is always on my mind. That's wrong. It shouldn't be on your mind. Kingdom must be on your mind. The result and the byproduct of kingdom will be money. Because God knows that's what you need. What did it say? Appreciate your pastoral leaders. Appreciate your pastoral leaders. Go Who on. Who gave you the word of God. Who gave you the word of God. Take a good look at the way they live. Take a good look at the way they live. Leave it there. From the minute you've been assumed a responsibility, from the minute you wake up, you do know your life is not your own. You submitted that. You gave that. Why would I be challenging some of you at times to say, where is your given target? Eh? You're letting me know that your life is your own. You're letting me know I'm still contending with two types of you. Or two versions of you, if you want to put it. There's still the you that wants to do your own thing. And then there's a you that's partly in, 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 in collaboration with what we're trying to do. And sometimes it's only because you're in the house. And you feel you have to. You do not know it's not compulsory for you to be here. It's not. I want to be with people that believe. The quicker I have people that believe, the quicker we are able to perpetuate the quicker we see kingdom, the sooner we see kingdom, the sooner we see greatness and glory. I started off by saying to you that you don't look for greatness. Greatness is what you become when you begin to accept the conditions of your ground. When you can accept the leader that has been put in front of you. When you can accept it, flaws and all. Imagine when seed gets into the ground, do you know all manner of pandemonium is going on in the mind of that seed? What has happened to me? I'm not in my usual surrounding. I'm in another world. But in this world, I've been, the information inside this seed that is in, in me lets me know that if I accept the condition of this ground, then I can become great. The condition outside of this ground lets me know I can't become anything. Because if you leave a seed outside here, nothing will become of it. But once it gets into a territory that is unknown, oh my God, belief. Because belief is the thing that you do not see. The seed doesn't see what happens in the ground. You don't even see what happens in the ground. But by faith, you believe something is happening. And if you can have time as one of your ingredients and elements in order for you to grow, you will see the manifestation that comes from seed. No wonder why the Bible begins to say seed time and harvest will always remain. It's in Genesis. It's in the beginning. He was speaking about your giving life. Greatness is inevitable. When you plug yourself to the right ground, when I made the decision to plug myself to the nation and a PT, greatness for me was inevitable. And I'm only just starting. Imagine. Yeah, I'm getting DM'd on a daily basis. I want to join what you're doing. I want to be involved. I'm just saying, it's expensive now. I've raised the standard. I've raised the bar. So go through so-and-so. Have conversation with them. Let them know the entry point. Let them, let them let you know the entry fee. I don't want to make it cheap anymore because I found value. 
Remember the man that found value in the field. He went away to go and sell all his possession to sow into that field. Raising the standard. So all of you tonight will go and look at your giving. You will look at the targets you set for yourself and say, Hey, did I value this thing right? Have any of you, Pastor Christian will know this, when you want to go and sell your house, they call an evaluer to let you know the value of this property so that you can estimate it right. If you want to go and value your wedding ring, Pastor Crystal did that, apparently, when she was about to sell her wedding ring, and she realized that it had zero value. Aliata. If you go to Hatton Garden today, they will help you value. So what does the word do for you? Helps you value. So when you look at a PN, look at me through the word. That will help you value who she is. That will help you value who Petey is. If you're looking at me with your own perspective, you don't know value. You are from a crooked, crooked and perverted generation that looks at pastors as small men that should be humble. <laughs> but the word has said to us today that if you believe in your prophet, you will prosper. So you don't have a money issue. So that's not your fight. So I don't want to hear anybody today say, I'm just looking for money. No, 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 no. You don't have to treat your belief. It's your ideology. How can I be messaging in a group chat and there's no response from anyone? You let me know how much you value me. Based on that is how much you are worth. Hey, you didn't hear that? However much you value me will also be how much you're worth. However much I value PT, P. Lucy, is how much I'm worth. However much I value the kingdom will be how much I'm worth. So when you give at the end of the month, you're also letting me know what you're worth. So if you're not invited to certain tables or certain conversations, it's because you're not worth that. That's not an insult. That's not a, 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 yeah, it's not an insult. That's what you presented. That's what you delivered. That's the response of your own target setting for your own self. Have you taken something from this word tonight? Let me hear you guys. I want to know that you've gained one or two things tonight. Because tonight we raise the standard. In the givers chat, I'm going to speak to some of the team and say, remove so-and-so, remove so-and-so, remove so-and-so, until I'm confident that they believe in this. Otherwise, it will never work for them. We'll be forcing them to do something that they've not grown to be able to do. I'll be looking for certain monies. And listen, if you bring 1K and you still don't, I will take it. Yeah, even better for me. I'll still take it. And I will still use it. I'll still use it. So don't think that, oh, I've just sold and, um, you know, I'm expecting this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're only going to get what you believe. So if you still, if you're saying 1K and you still don't believe this PN can make you great, you do know you're not going to be great. That's the equation I'm trying to explain. But if you've sown with the belief 
of what leadership is saying and trying to build and trying to become, that is what you will become. So I said to Ryan yesterday, I said, get ready, you know. You do know you're going to become a millionaire very soon. And I'm saying that because I bear witness with his belief. I didn't say I bear witness with his perfection. No, because we are all flawed men. That's actually what qualifies us. It's the belief I'm looking for. Even when it didn't look like we should believe, you still believed. Even when it looked like nothing can come out of this, you stayed. Do you see the power of staying power? You see the power of consistency? Hey, mad. Mad. For some of you that have come and gone, whether spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, you are paying for it right now. You are paying for it. In certain areas, where you see lack sometimes. You've got to, no, so you don't say it's just the situation around me. No, it's a payment. So I'm asking you to be careful in this time, family. And if you know somebody is not on this kind of live tonight, as I'm delivering such a message, you do know if they miss it in this season, you will know why. Because I've delivered a very, I think, a very clear message to you tonight. Very clear. Very clear. I was trying to attempt to do that on a Sunday. Can you imagine to do this on a Sunday? Impossible. Not impossible, but it's not for that. Those are the words we, we, we use scriptures like, I can do all things to encourage people. Listen, you won't be able to do all things until you understand leadership. Until you have submitted yourself to leadership. Until you believed. Do you know how I know that? Do you know how I know that? You know that scripture says, I can do all things in Christ. Do you know that? It didn't say, I can do all things, full stop. It still let you know that there's part of an equation that you need to get in order for, for you to fulfill the can do. There's a person missing. Without that person, you can't do all things. You can try to. I can do all things in Christ. The reason why you can do all things right now in Christ is because you followed leadership. Do you remember the scripture that says, imitate me as I imitate Christ? Do you remember the scripture that says, follow me as I follow Christ? The can do comes from your ability to follow blindly. Faithfully, remember the definition of belief and acceptance that something exists or is true, especially one without proof. You don't see it. Sometimes it's not tangible, but you've used faith to believe it. Do you remember the woman with the issue of blood? Jesus was so emphatic because she believed that this man could heal her. He said to her, in the end, my daughter, your faith has healed you. It was all a belief matter. If you want prosperity, 
You want wealth comes in your belief. Somebody may ask me tonight, why can't we just believe in God full stop? Yeah. How do we quantify that? How do we know if you truly believe in God? Unless we don't have a man of God in front of you that is putting challenge and targets for you to meet that responds to what God needs right now. God mingles. God wants to be with the greats. And that's what he's trying to establish you into. Becoming the greats that establishes kingdom. That give him the glory. That in turn also, you know, actually, we, you know, glory goes to God through us. Meaning that you have glory first. Then it radiates to him. It's not, hey, let us take this glory and just present it to God. No, you are glory that makes him glory. Do you, understand, you don't understand that? You don't understand that. The glory of a PT right now, yeah? Imagine, he said, whatever I am as PT, don't let it be. Let me just take that and give it to God. That can't work. You've got to see the manifestation of God's glory through a person. That is what PT is. So he has to be glory in order for us to acknowledge God as glory. You understand that? So, I'm worried about Christelle. She, I look like I've completely bamboozled her tonight. We used to sing songs in church, and I know Charisma will know this. I know Osas will know this. You will never share your glory. Eh? That is full of error. You are the glory. Hosea, I believe, will begin to speak about the glory of the latter house, the weight, the cardboard, the influence. Glory is actually influence. Hmm. Yes, my darling Big Nazi, Christ is the leader, yes. But you need to hear me well, otherwise you will mess yourself up, my darling. Christ is the leader, but he's put leaders on earth. That is me. I am Christ. You are Christ. Don't let religion mess you up. Don't let church lingo confuse you otherwise you'll be praying to a mystical being that you will never feel the full manifestation of i hope that's clear when he left he said i am leaving you a gift he said greater works you would do he was actually saying you're even better than me as christ oh come on man talking about because what he was doing in his day and what we would do in our day would be very different you are God's glory you were his glory I am his glory Osas is his glory charisma is his glory Christelle is his glory You are Christ personified. 
If you want to get into scripture for that, we'll start going into things like Colossians. Christ is the express image of the invisible God and stuff's like that, but that's not where I'm going tonight again. We'll then speak about our role in it. You are mandated to be gods here on earth. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever feel you are not qualified for that role. When he looks at Meli, he wants to look at himself as God. When he created mankind in the beginning, he created mankind in his image to perform like he performs. And even better, but on the earth. Do you understand that? You are God men living. Don't ever let anybody tell you you're not. Don't let church or religion say, we are just mere humble men. God forbid bad evil. God forbid wickedness. That is the erosion and the corruption that is killing humanity today. So yes, I can do all things. I've done most things. So when my friend DJ Khalid was singing God Did, I understood what he was trying to say. Because in our lifetime, some men have done. I can boastly say, I've done. And at a capacity that is God-like. If you can take zero and make it into a hundred thousand, that is God kind. That is the God gene operating in you. You are God. The job, and I've heard PT say this on many occasions, elite prosperity, you will take zero into billions. That is the operation of God. That is the genetics of God. It's a giver's week. We're raising our standard. Raise your standard on giving with the value you put on the word, with the value you put on leadership. If it's too difficult for you to accept Pastor Nikki, let me just use the word for now. Place your value on the word then. How much do you believe in the word? It's better for me to say PT because that one shows me my faith level. Have you taken something from the word tonight? I'm at the comments. You are wealthy people, a chosen generation. The royalty part, we'll, we'll, we'll begin to deal with that later because many of you are still not royal. I know that, you know that. In your approach towards things at times. But you're chosen, that's for sure. And yes, you are royal, but I'm just saying, you know, we're still getting there, some of us. So you've got to ask, what does that chosen nature consist of? What does that mean? You were chosen to engage in a fight 
in what I like to call the clash of kingdoms. And the strongest man will win. Who will be the strongest man? The man that has understood the ideology and believed the ideology of the kingdom hard enough to grow it enough so that it completely consumes the world. You do know there are others like you in the world that have this nationalistic approach to life, this way of thinking, this ideology. There are others out there. And many are coming in, and I can see us growing, and that's why we've got a call to keep winning souls, a call to keep increasing our viewerships, a call to keep increasing our giving, so that we can extend this work and use money as our defense, use money as our weapon, use money as a tool to keep engaging. May the Lord bless you all as you begin to Meditate on the words that I've said tonight. As you begin to raise your own standard of giving, as you begin to place value on yourselves as a result of your understanding of the word, your belief in me will let me know how much you've understood the word also. When Jehoshaphat made that charge, you do know there was actually a war. Because of time, we're not going to get there. There was a war. Madam, you said, Billy says, I have more time. You want these people to kill me? <laughs> Just a little bit. You know what I'm going to tell you, Melly? Put value on it. Bread me up. And more word will come. You do realize that actually when we give, we actually enter the portal of more word. For some reason, when we hit mad targets, it's like we enter a new dimension of the word. Another level of the word. It's like, I ain't heard this bit. Ever before. Where did you get this one from? I'm flicking through this. It's your seed that's made that possible. It's you raising the standard. You using your seed to let God know that you need more so that you can do more. Because every time we hear more word, it's like more seed comes. Or more ability to find resources comes. Because we, we were not given the same now as we were yesterday. That's for sure. But that's the direct response of us being participants and recipients of more word. Constant word. Consistent word. Appreciating the word, as that Hebrews taught us tonight. So I want you to go away tonight, having raised your standard, having placed a demand on the words that you're hearing, and setting a target that speaks about your own value with this word, that speaks about how you consider me, how you consider PT, how you consider the kingdom and yourselves. That's what I want you to look at and ask yourself, is this right? Now, yes, I like to see your faith pledge, but I also want to see and know how are you going to make this happen? Because what should begin to flow from you tonight is the creativity on how to find resources. What should flow from all of you tonight is the creativity on how to win souls. 
So I heard that in Nigeria, in Ghana, you have a point system. It's creativity. You're responding to the demand. You've placed value on what Pastor Nikki has said. Some of you even got sick as a result of you trying to win souls. You place value. You will never be sick enough that you, we won't hear from you again. Never. What you need to now do is get more understanding. Get more knowledge. Knowledge will liberate you. It will free you. It will expose you to places and areas of influence and power so that you won't have to struggle with your own energy. You'll be using the energy. You will using the, you'll be using the power that comes from Christ alone. That works through men. Remember I told you that power has a source. So may the Lord bless you all. May the Lord strengthen you all from the inside out. I want you to sit down with these words and open up scripture so that it makes sense to you. I want you to read scripture with a new perspective. A heightened perspective. A perspective that comes from you placing more value on the word. Increase your standard. Don't have anything less from elite prosperity. You must for your own selves commit that as for me, Christelle, 2K is the minimum I will ever be. 3K is the minimum I will ever be. One pound, if it's one pound for you, and it should never be for anyone, is the minimum for me. You should put a cap on what is your least. You should put a cap. For me, you know when I put petrol in the car, I've just committed to myself. I said the least I'll ever do is 100. The least, uh, and I know how much my tank takes. About 150 or so. The least I'll ever do is 100. That's just a commitment I made. Now that may sound so small and random, like, oh, you're a petrol. But these kind of things, will only help me scale up some more. So then what happens is once I cross that bridge of 100, the next thing is, is always just fill the tank. Now I'm at that place of, guys, fill the tank. Fill it up. But I had to get there. And the only reason why I'll do 100 is because I want to make sure that I've reached target. But now I know I can do both. Based on the standard, based on my value, based on the understanding of the word. I can do all things can do all things so may the lord bless you all i love you all so very 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 much i truly do from the depths of my being from the very breath that i have within me from the knowledge i have i love you because i love defense i love what defense can do and that's establish god's kingdom so I want to thank those of you who've considered yourself soldiers tonight and you're reaching targets and you've set yourself and you've said that this particular target that Pastor Nikki is fighting for and that has been made a uh, uh, finance director, you're standing side by side with me. You've made yourself one of my lieutenants to say whatever target she has, that's my own. I'm taking personal responsibility. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. So all you'll be hearing about is me talking about giving. 
soul winning. And if you want to be a giver today and you're wondering, how do I give? Go and speak to one of the leaders and say, I just want to give. And if your faith is worth 10 pounds, still bring the 10 pounds. That may just be the starting point for you. It may be the entry point for you. But start. The road to greatness is starting. The road for greatness for the seed is getting in the ground. Place value on the seed. Your giving will begin to adjust based on your belief. I love you all so very much. Thank you all. May the Lord bless you. <laughs>